are live. We are back. New York Sports Exchange, episode number 31. And it's just me. I know. It's painful. No Tim. No Terrence. No Maeve. You're stuck with me, guys. I'm sorry. I wish there could be a better alternative, but this is this is basically my audition, my audition for uh, talk radio. But anyway, a lot of talk about NHL draft tonight. The Rangers just made a trade, acquired some draft picks for Alexander Georgiev, sending him over to Colorado. The Blackhawks just made a big trade for Alex to bring Cat. I know hockey's not really my niche, but uh, I'll try to give as best uh, analysis as possible. Some NFL, Baker Mayfield finally has been traded to the Carolina Panthers for a conditional fifth-round pick. Yankees and Mets, they've been staying hot, and uh, yeah, that's about it. So let's get it started. The NHL draft is tonight. The New York Rangers have traded Alexander Georgiev to the Col- to the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche for a twenty for a third-round pick this year and a fifth-round pick. I'm sorry, a third round pick and a fifth round pick for this upcoming draft that's happening tonight and a 2023 third. This is a phenomenal trade for the Rangers. I mean, I didn't think it was going to take that much to get to get Georgiev, but I mean, to get to get rid of Georgiev, I'm sorry, but I think that I mean the Avalanche. I mean the Avalanche desperately needed a goalie, and I know that they won the Stanley Cup, but Darcy Kemper wasn't gonna make them. wasn't going to. Uh, he was gonna set them back, even if they played more next year. But and Kemper's a free agent as well. So the Rangers now have six picks in the draft. None have been the first round, all of which we made in rounds two through six during the second day, which is going to be Friday. So. Chris Jury did a phenomenal job. I honestly, I've been impressed with what Jury has done. Although he didn't really have a good beginning because fans weren't really too happy about Pavel Buchnevich going to St. Louis and getting Sammy Blay, and then he Sammy Blay ended up tearing his ACL, but he's back for this year too. But Georgiev, they weren't going to take his qualifying offer. It's only two million, and they weren't going to be able to afford him through, through the salary cap, and he was going to be an unrestricted free agent once free agency hit, but the word is that Darcy Kemper is now expected to hit free agency on Wednesday and Georgiev is going to get a fresh start with the avalanche. And I think the thing is fans give a lot of shit for Georgiev being not good. And the thing with before Shesterkin came in, he was the, the starting goalie technically once Lundqvist was on the outs and no one really knew what to do. Georgiev was sort of that guy. And you throw Georgiev in a situation that he hasn't really been in in his, NH- in his NHL career where he's playing once every week instead of being like an everyday goal, not an everyday goalie, but being the starter, it took a toll on him and he didn't really live up to his potential. I think Colorado is a great spot for him. It's definitely an upgrade I, I for the avalanche at goalie. Cause again, Darcy Kemper wasn't going to cut it. You saw how those games went in the conference finals. In, in in the conference finals, it was like 6-4 in like the second period. It was ridiculous. But I, I think this is like a good this is a good move for the Rangers. I mean, they it helps out both teams. Also, Alex DeBrincat of the Chicago Blackhawks has been sent to the Ottawa Senators. Now this is a vet for I believe a this Ottawa's 
Let me pull it up. Again, hockey, not my niche, but I, I will try. The 7th overall pick, the 39th overall pick, and a 2024 third for Alex DeBrincat. I mean, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know much about this one here, but I'd like to say that there's... Uh, obviously, the Avalanche are going to... Not the Avalanche. The Blackhawks are going to blow up. <laughs> It's kind of with Patrick Kane being a free agent. I don't really see him coming back at any time soon. But I like this trade for Ottawa. They DeBrincat. I mean, it could be he's a good player. He's a very good player. Was one of their alternate captains. So I, I like this trade, and it also goes to show that this didn't really go for much. So teams now looking at guys like look at like think of the Rangers. They're looking at guys like. Pierre-Luc Dubois, JT Miller, Vancouver. It might not take much for them to get him. So if if this is how the trade market's going to go during the NHL offseason, it's going to be – it. the Rangers could be saving a lot more than they could have right now. But, again, the NHL drafts tonight. Um, oh, all right. I just checked Twitter. Something else. Something else happened, but – it's all good, but I think I think with the draft tonight, there have been some rumors. Definitely with the Devils trading that second pick, different to like Calgary, and they could get Kachuk, I or one of the Kachuk brothers, whichever team. Hang on, oh, I think for Brady, that would make more sense. It's either for Brady or for Matt. I, again, hockey, not my niche, but <laughs> not my niche, but it's all, it's all good. But the Devils could be trading that pick. Shane Wright's definitely going to go number one to Montreal. I'd be shocked if he doesn't, but uh, yeah, that's for hockey. Anyway, moving on to the NFL. Uh, Baker Mayfield's a Carolina Panther. Uh, honestly, this was a team that I did not think that could be uh, in the mix for the Baker Mayfield sweepstakes, but lo and behold, here they are. Baker Mayfield's going to go into a quarterback competition with Sam Darnold, and I think Baker Mayfield's going to come out on top of that QB competition because Sam Darnold is just not good. And I, the Panthers are a head coach away from they're a head coach away from being, I, I guess, somewhat decent because like the weakness is obviously their de- their defense isn't really that special. You got. If McCaffrey can stay healthy, he can be okay. And the thing with Baker Mayfield is that people have always they've well, ever since this past year because he's playing with he was playing with a torn labrum. People have been he made Odell look bad. But if you really think about it, though, Baker led the team to the playoffs. They beat the Steelers on the road that year. They were a fourth down stop away from beating the Chiefs in the divisional and to go to the AFC championship game. So, and it wasn't really all the defense because the Steelers, remember the Browns went up big and the Steelers were kind of clawing back a bit. And then Baker just kind of did his thing. So I, I, I know we give Baker Mayfield a lot of shit for what he did last year, but He's capable of doing this. And now I don't think that he's going to be an immediate impact player in Carolina. They're in the same division with Tom Brady and the Bucks, Jameis Winston and 
the Falcons are not good. It's Marcus Mariota. I was going to say Matt Ryan, but then I realized he was on the Colts. But I really do think that Baker's in a good situation. He's got Robbie Anderson. He's got DJ Moore. He's got McCaffrey when it, it when he's healthy because I'm prepared for the IR stint that he's going to go on. But, I mean, this also – it and the Browns, I mean, they – I forgot to mention the Browns paid the play the Panthers week one. So in all likeliness, Baker Mayfield's going to be the starter. Deshaun Watson's probably going to be suspended. And I think Baker's going to be playing with a big chip on his shoulder because the number one pick, the guy that was supposed to change the franchise, although he kind of did, I, we give him credit. He did kind of change the franchise. He's going to be, He's going to be playing with a big, massive chip on his shoulder because they threw him out of town when they sent basically an entire draft and all of their guaranteed money to Deshaun Watson. Now he might not even be playing this year. So knowing how luck goes with the Browns, this might not be I, – I expect Baker Mayfield to really to really like step up and have, have a good game. Now I don't think he's going to be phenomenal for the rest of the season, but – if we really like, kind of think about like the luck that's happened with the Browns, because Jacoby Brissett, I don't really think that Jacoby Brissett is going to be that good. Like, yeah, he's a good quarterback, but I just don't think that he's going to be th- that big of a difference maker. But there's, there's really like, Baker's going to. I expect him to play well that first game because he's going to be playing with a massive chip on his shoulder, and the Browns just got. They just did it to themselves, I guess. There's like no, there's no way that they do it. Uh, some other NFL news, though. I uh, Terry McLaurin has re-signed. We forgot to touch up on this last on Tuesday, but Terry McLaurin has signed a three-year, a three-year, thirty million dollar extension with the Washington Commanders, and per. Some sources, they're not done yet. Or it was up to 70. Why did I say 30, 30 million? I don't know why I said 30 million. It was worth up to 71 million. And the commanders, they're, they're, I guess they're in for the long haul now with Terry McLaurin. But again, it's just that quarterback. I feel like Carson Wentz is, uh, he's not good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. He's not that good. But Whatever happens in Washington happens. I mean, we got to deal as, as a Giant fan. I got to deal with Terry McLaurin for one more year, for three more years, excuse me. But I think that it could be a start of something in Washington. I, I I don't know what's going on over there, but some food for thought there in the NFL. Um. Oh, back to the NHL. Almost forgot the Rangers schedule came out. Um. They open against the Lightning. That's going to be fun at home October 11th. That is the day before Columbus Day. Yes, October 11th. And some definitely some big games to watch. I mean, the Islander game should be fun. They actually do play on my birthday. Tim, if you're ever listening to this, some food for thought for my 20th birthday at uh, at the Garden. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be fun when they play at Arizona State, I feel like, when they play the Coyotes October 30th on Halloween weekend. That should be fun. Um, yeah, I, I think 
there's the West Coast trip is in like November. They have like a good stretch where they're in Seattle, then San Jose. They're in LA to play the Kings, and then in Anaheim on a back to back. That's a day before Thanksgiving. Um, there's really like no. I mean, it's just the schedule. It's something to get excited about, but I mean, there's no really like big, like big whoop thing about the schedule. I mean, they open against the Lightning. Uh, yeah, cool. They, they get, we'll get our revenge somehow. But uh, anyway, moving on to some baseball, the Yankees have a four-game series against the Red Sox. Uh, after splitting two against the Pirates after a 16 nothing blowout. The first game was not I, – I really think – Jameson Tyon has been struggling lately. He had five and a third, six hits, five earned, five strikeouts, and no walks. But, I mean, there's no – I don't know. He's got to step it up. I mean, they could make – the Yankees could make a move for the pitcher – for a pitcher at the deadline. One to think of is Luis Castillo, but I re- – if – Tyon still is looking like this. He may uh, he may be the long relief guy. He may be the long relief guy. You don't want to run with uh, too many guys in the rotation. You might want to go four men and like a Cole, Nestor, Savvy, Montgomery type thing. But yesterday was an onslaught, 16 to nothing. Luis Severino, six innings, four hits, no runs, three strikeouts. Basically, they scored 16 runs in four innings in the second half of the game in four innings base four innings. Cause that's just when the onslaught started. Aaron judge had a grand slam. Aaron Hicks had a grand slam. Stanton homered Gallo homered. That's, that's a miracle within itself. Uh, though he's been struggling, although I do think they need to trade him. The Yankee lineup today against the Red Sox Cole on the mound. No judge. He, which is very, very questionable. It is going to be LeMahieu Torres, Carpenter at DH, Stanton in left, Donaldson at third, Hicks in center, Trevino at catcher, Connor Falefa at short, and Gallo in right. I re- I hope this is just a short-term thing. He'll be back in the lineup. Aaron Boone said he's got some like some tightness and just. I think it was like tightness in his core. Rizzo's still out with a bad back, which is something to be a little bit concerned about. But at the same time, we're fourteen games up at first place. Uh, I. I don't know. It per the Michael K show, he said uh it's been Boone said that he's been dealing with some kind of lower body soreness and they just don't want to mess with it. I mean, yeah, you're up 14 games in the division. It's it's a very more comfortable thing to think, but obviously you do not want to see your future MVP candidate getting hurt. And there's there's really no there's really no question about it. I mean, the Red Sox have been struggling this past year. No, the Red Sox have uh, I wouldn't say they're struggling. They're second in the division, but still, the Red Sox have the, the, the division has been pretty good. The Red Sox, the Rays, the Blue Jays, all trying to catch up to the Yankees, but but at what cost? Because the Yankees are up 14 games. There's really no there's really no way around it. If they can get a split this series, I'll be fine. If they can take three out of four, it'd be great. Obviously, I'll gladly take a sweep. Uh, Garrett Cole on the mound for the Red Sox, the for the Yankees, excuse me. The Red Sox have Josh Winkowski on the on the mound. Cole in his last start, if I'm not mistaken, was the first Cleveland. Oh yes, this the Saturday Cleveland game. 
Had a bit of a shaky start, giving up back-to-back home runs to Naylor and Framiel Reyes, but he ended up calming down a bit. Six innings, three hits, two earned runs, six strikeouts, and three walks. Hopefully, this is his first start since that disaster of a wild card game in Boston back in October. Hopefully, he can bounce back off of that. Um, yeah, if the if, if if the bats stay hot and the pitching stays stays up to par, then there's really nothing much to complain about in, in Yankee. Again, there's really not, not much to complain about if you're a Yankee fan. And the same, uh, well, kind of not really, though, but the same thing if you're a Met fan, although the Braves have been catching up. They've been catching up quite a bit. They're, they're now up. They're now only behind two and a half games in the division, and the Mets have, have had a bit of a shaky, uh, have had a bit of a shaky shaky run ever since uh ever since we last saw uh, or our last like actual episode because we only recorded like 20 minutes on on uh tuesday but they took two out of three against the rangers yeah it's the rangers are pretty good but the last game i mean the game that they lost was not good trevor williams did not do well and then they had a series against the reds where they probably should have swept max scherzer came back on that tuesday Scherzer had, had a he had a pretty good he had a pretty good night. I mean, six innings, six two hits, shot at two six. He shot six pretty shot. What am I saying? Fuck. Scherzer threw six shutout innings with eleven strikeouts. I mean, and then but the Mets bats couldn't really get couldn't really get going. It was nothing nothing the whole game. Then they ended up winning in nine innings on a sack fly. So. And then yesterday, the bat, the bats kind of just came alive in the 10th inning. They had a five-run 10th inning thanks to two unlikely people of Dom Smith and James McCann. And then the icing on the cake was the Nimmo home run to make it 8-3, and that was it. I mean, Ottavino closed it out. Uh, David Peterson started that game. He didn't really do again. It, then again, it's David Peterson. What, he, he's not good. They gotta hurry up till Degrom and McGill come back now. But three and two thirds, four hits, three earned runs, seven strikeouts, five walks, and he gave up a home run. So there's really like no, I don't, I don't know. There's really like once the pitching comes back, I think the Mets will be fine. But I mean, those Braves are catching up pretty well. Uh, wow, I've been talking pretty quickly. But anyway, I'm. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll, I'll think of some things. Oh, I'll do some, I'll give some betting picks. Uh, recently I've been getting on the home run prop type thing. Uh, definitely have been doing my research. Definitely today I could be, I'm definitely looking at Jose Abreu to hit a home, to hit a home run. He's at plus 390 on FanDuel. Uh, White Sox facing a weak team in the in the uh, in the Tigers. Bo Brisky is on the mound. He's nothing really that special. I I just I just like the odds. They're high. They're good. I and also I like Randall Grichik to get two or more hits. He hits well against lefties. Dallas Keuchel on the mound for the Diamondbacks. And yeah, uh, let's see. Is there, oh, the UFC. We didn't catch up on the UFC. A uh, UFC two seventy six was a very it was a good it was a good card it definitely 
didn't really live up. I lived up to the hype, kind of. I had a parlay. If you follow the gambling account, there was a there was a parlay I had. It was one of the fights to go over one and a half rounds. Ian Gary on the money line. Sean Strickland to win by decision and Adesanya to win by decision. Three out of the four hit. I could have won a lot of money. And it's just it's it's upsetting that nothing really happened. Nothing really happened like that. But the, uh, doing this alone, man, it it kind of hits. It, it's kind of strange, but gotta gotta get the content out there somehow. But just for some food for thought, uh, we have been thinking about doing a guest fantasy fa- fantasy football league. Should be fun. So. We've thought of this. I'll throw out some ideas. We've had we've had a lot of guests on in the very short amount of episodes that we've had. Thirty-one episodes with this many guests is ridiculous. But we're looking to have a couple of our guests come on for a fantasy football league. So if you ever wanna, if you wanna hit me up on Twitter or if you, if you wanna text me any of the guests that we've had in the past, let me know. We'll get you in the draft. We're gonna have an offline draft. We're gonna stream the draft, which is going to be very fun. And we're gonna have a trophy. You get to keep it for a year. You get your name engraved on it, and it's—I I think it should be fun. I'll be the—I'll be a fair and balanced commissioner. I think there's uh, will be—I'll be a very fair and balanced commissioner. There's like, I—I'll be completely unbiased, but uh, again, there's. Oh, the Knicks! Oh my God, I completely forgot to talk about the Knicks. The Knicks made. <laughs> They signed Jalen Brunson. We didn't really touch up on it on Tuesday, but the Knicks are being uh, accused of tampering for Jalen Brunson. To be honest, I am not surprised. It was so obvious he was going to the Knicks, and he, it was so obvious he was talking to them before the free agency period start started when he canceled his meetings with the Heat and the Mavericks. So they also re-signed Mitchell Robinson, which is very good. I and it was for a very team friendly deal too, four years, sixty million dollars. So that's a pretty good, pretty good for the Knicks there. And then it looks like they're going to use Fournier off the bench, which is I like it because he played he played very well with Derrick Rose in the past. So before he got hurt and ended up being out for the year, but I really like. Fournier off the bench with like that quickly group, something like that. But it, it'll definitely push for like, I don't really know who's going to fill in that hole in the starting lineup. You could go Brunson, RJ. I don't know. You can go Brunson. You can go quickly in the starting lineup if you really want to. And then have RJ run the four, Randall, RJ at the three, Randall at the four, Mitch at the five. That could easily work. But I really don't know. I, I think that there's like the again the Knicks, it, I feel like the Knicks they could be good. Some people weren't happy with the Jalen Brunson deal. I was because if you really look at our point guards for the past year, they've been pretty bad. Like even in uh, oh I I saw a tweet from someone. I'll read like the Knicks point guards have just been pretty pretty bad it it really just yeah like in 18 19 it was jared jack trey burke and emmanuel moutier 
1920, it was Alfred Payton, Frank Nielakina, and Kadeem Allen. And then heading into the year where we made the playoffs as a four seed, it was Alfred Payton, Dennis Smith Jr., Frank Nielakina. This year, it was Kemba Walker and Derrick Rose. And I loved Kemba, but he was he did not cut it. He did not cut it at all. He it was a shame. It was kind of sad to watch. I'm not gonna lie. And then Rose ended up getting hurt. Now we're running Alan Burks point guard. So we get rid of Burks. We get rid of Nerlens Noel. And then I really love what they did here today. Uh, they signed they signed Jericho Sims to a three year contract, a standard deal. This will probably mean that Taj Gibson's out of here, which is amazing. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. I don't have to see Taj Gibson minutes anymore, but. Trevor Keels will likely sign a two-way contract with the Knicks. He'll be spending a lot of time in Westchester, but I, I really think that, I really think that Jericho Sims is going to be phenomenal. He, he, he was he's a straight-up rim protector that can really help out on the offensive end. He averaged thirteen and a half minutes, four rebounds, and forty-one games last year. He gets his standard deal. He. When I found out the Knicks signed him on an undrafted contract, I was shocked. Or was did he go undrafted? I believe he went undrafted. Or he signed like on a Oh no, he did get drafted, my bad. He he did get drafted in the second round. And I thought they got a steal. I really do think that because and it's almost like the same thing that they did with Mitchell Robinson. Because I remember Mitchell Robinson coming at coming out of high school, he was a top recruit, and then he skipped college to go play in the NBA to focus on – skipped college to go focus on playing in the NBA. He was a second-round pick, and I remember David – and it was like David Fisdale made this pick, which is a rare David Fisdale moment, but he he basically like – he said, like, I believe we got the steal in the draft, and they did. And now they – he broke the Charlie Ward curse. Mitchell Robinson broke the Charlie Ward curse. So for those who don't know what that is, the Knicks had a player named Charlie Ward who they drafted and they signed to an extension back in like 1994, (laughs) which is like ridiculous because he was the – Mitchell Robinson was the first uh, Nick to sign a rookie contract extension since Charlie Ward back in 1994, which is – that's insane. If you really stop and think about it, I mean, the Knicks are. I like the Brunson deal. Like, maybe Brunson can be. Uh, we got to keep in mind, though, Jalen Brunson's a former Wooden Award winner. So maybe there's a. I, and he had a good had a good playoffs with Dallas. So I, I don't understand why Knicks fans are like overreacting on this or whatever. There hasn't really been much news on a Kevin Durant trade, although I did see something. I don't know if it's true or not, but I don't really know if it's true or not. But apparently the Timberwolves turned down this proposal from from the Brooklyn Nets. The Timberwolves would have received would have received uh, Kevin Durant, and the Nets would have gotten Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and four draft picks. I don't know if this is true. This is I'm I'm not really trusting this source, Vincent Goodwill. He just he's of Yahoo, so maybe I mean sometimes the Yahoo guys are right, but I don't know. I don't think again. 
that is a good package for the Nets. I mean, you get one of the best centers in the whole. Uh, this goes to show you that they're making a push for De- how they value DeAndre Ayton, though, because I heard the Nets could could have been making a push for him, but now if you honestly, I really think if they took Anthony Edwards out of that deal, I think that deal gets accepted, which is kind of okay, but I really. I don't know. I really think that the Nets are going to ask for much more because if it took five first-round picks for Rudy Gobert to get traded, I don't know how or what the hell. I don't know what the hell it's going to take to get Kevin Durant. And Kyrie, uh, apparently a Kyrie to the Lakers trade might not happen now. A swap for Westbrook. But really, I think that there's just... It's as a Nick fan, it, it it really brings a smile to my face. How there's, it brings a smile to my face. How the Nets are just on the downfall, and it's, oh, I love it. I just, it, it just brings a smile to my face. I don't really know what it is, but uh, it it it's pretty. It's, pretty, <laughs> I'm like laughing about it. Uh, some college, some college news. Uh, this is. As an ACC fan, I don't know about this one. But uh, it's not confirmed yet, but per source, North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson, and Virginia, Virginia, are all negotiating to be in the SEC. This is getting out of hand, I I will say. It's all about the money now. And if you, like, and if you would... With the whole USC, UCLA going to the Big Ten, that's just crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Soon, I said, I think I've said this before, but if I don't, I'll say it again. Conferences in the next 10 to 15 years, done. There's going to be no more because it's literally all about the money out of these programs. There's like, you really expect me to watch a noon kickoff between Northwestern and UCLA? Like, come on, give me a fucking and it like it doesn't affect football too for basketball. Like, and I remember saying this. How does for football too? How does it affect the Rose Bowl? Because a Pac-12 team is in the Rose Bowl every year. So it was a Big Ten and a Pac-12 team in the Rose Bowl. The Pac-12 is going to have little representation in the in in the Rose Bowl. Maybe if Utah is good again, and then there's Oregon, but there's no like there's it's it's just it's it's terrible it's gonna ruin it honestly a proposal of how it could work could be if you finish this and this you go to the rose bowl if you finish this and this you go to the orange bowl like that i can't really find a way to describe to explain it because it just all makes zero sense to me there it's all about the money and now like for basketball i'm excited for it <laughs> Like for basketball, I can't wait to see like Mick Cronin and Jawan Howard go at it and Jawan Howard just punch Mick Cronin in the face and it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see Mick Cronin freak out over his first Bo Borowski game. That's going to be appointment television. But there's there's really like it's all about the money now. And in 10 to 15 years, there's going to be no more conferences. Everyone's going to be an independent. And it's – I, I re, it, if North Carolina if, – North Carolina plays SEC basketball. It's going like Virginia, who Clemson and Florida State don't really matter for basketball, but they're more of a football school, and it kind of makes sense. It's 
the like there's two teams for football that make sense. There's two teams for basketball that make sense, but the other two for those sports don't make sense at all. Clemson for Clemson and Florida State for basketball because not not good. Florida State had a pretty good team a few years ago, but they haven't really been the same since. Clemson they haven't been for basketball. Clemson basketball has been good for years. North Carolina football. I mean, they had Sam Howell, but now he's like now he's out, and Mac Brown's the head coach, and he's old. And then and then there's uh. Virginia. Virginia football hasn't been good in like a decade or even longer. I don't even know. So if you really expect me to watch an Alabama-Virginia football game, you're out of your mind because it's going to be like 62-0, and it's going to be ridiculous. I don't like it, and uh, I just, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of what – I'm not a fan of what's happening. All right. Moving on to, we're going to get to my big brother segment. I know you guys don't care about big brother, but I'm just going to give my, I'll give my two cents and then we'll do the ending segments with what I saw and all that. We have big brother premiered the other day or yesterday. And to be honest, I do. I like the cast. There's like a twist that kind of sucks. I mean, Basically, they have a thing called the Backstage Pass. The theme is like a festival-type thing. So one guy named Pooch, that's a name. I can't believe uh, what grown man calls himself Pooch, which is kind of weird. But he got the Backstage Pass, which means he is safe for the week. He cannot be not yet, so which means he cannot be nominated for eviction, but he can't compete in competitions. But the only bad side to it was that he had to pick three people to he had to pick three people to get other backstage passes but the thing was they had to be they couldn't be nominated they couldn't compete in competitions but there was still a way that they could be evicted on eviction night which leads me to believe that there's going to be a twist coming for those who know big brother you're going to know what I'm talking about I'll explain what big brother is when I'm in a group setting because I just don't really want to get into it right now. But uh, Pooch picked three women. He picked Paloma, Alyssa, and Brittany. So now I don't really know like what's going to happen on eviction night, but we do have a first head of household, which means they have all the power. They're safe for the week. And it's Daniel, the Elvis impersonator, <laughs> which I find pretty funny, but that that's also... Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Big Brother premieres Sunday. So Tuesday, I will get a Big Brother recap of who wins the power of veto and all that. What I saw, I have a lot. I also saw Elvis, I, I will say. My first what I saw is Elvis. Speak, yes. I think that it was good. It wasn't. It was good, not great. I think that Elvis had a like Austin Butler was phenomenal. I think he's in serious consideration for best actor. But at the same time, Tom Hanks was not good. <laughs> Tom Hanks in a fat suit. For those who don't know, Elvis had a manager named named Colonel Tom Parker, I believe his name was. Yes, his name was Colonel Tom Parker. And he was born in the Netherlands and he's like 
wasn't it like he he came here illegally and basically like became a manager and he basically tortured Elvis. So and he was a very heavy man. So it was basically Tom Hanks in a fat suit and it was not he wasn't good. He was like trying to talk in like an accent and it just like wouldn't click. It was it, it was just not good. But I really do think that Austin Butler was I Austin Butler was pretty good. Uh my other what I saw, ESPN is coming out with an 80-minute documentary on Dick Vitale, which is as a college basketball fan, I love Dick Vitale and it's I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to be about his life. It's going to be basically all the adversity he's gone through and how he's like really like changed the game of college basketball in the eighties and the nineties. Cause he was the guy he used to coach in the NBA. He coached for the Pistons. He coached at Detroit university, won a, won a national championship with them. And there's going to be a lot of people interviewed for this. Uh, Notre Dame head coach, Mike Bray will be interviewed. John Calipari is going to get interviewed. Jay Billis. Sorry guys, but I got to say it. Coach K always goes back to Duke or whatever, yada, yada, yada. But I really think that uh, this documentary is going to be pretty, this documentary is going to be pretty good. And my last, what I saw is Chris sale. For those who don't know, Chris sale is on a rehab start for the red was on a rehab start yesterday for the Red Sox. And he was, he, I, he was against the, it was against the Scranton Yankees, but I, I think he threw like three and two thirds with like a with like a bunch of walks, not a lot of strikeouts, and gave up like a oh he gave up a bases loaded walk that drove in a run. It was caught on video what he did after he went into the clubhouse and he fucking destroyed the locker room. He looked like an idiot, and all the Red Sox fans are like, oh he's pumped up, like he's pumped, he wants to come back, he's pumped up. Remember when Garrett Cole yelled at Billy Crystal to to hurry up and rut and hurry up with his first pitch? Although I do kind of that's kind of crazy that the game started two minutes or two minutes late and Cole blamed it on Billy Crystal, which is kind of funny to think back at it now. Now that the Yankees are that good, but I mean they won the game, but it wasn't really that great of a start from Cole. But I really, I don't know. People, you got to trash a minor league locker room. It's a like they get paid nothing, and it just it sets a wrong. It, honestly, it sets a wrong wrong example for me. So I really, uh, I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of what uh, Chris Sale did. All right. Last segment. Fun fact of the day. This was a. I will call this. I will call this a success. Getting an episode out there. I'm not running from the grind. I'm trying my best every day to get content for you guys. Remember, Jose Abreu to hit a home run tonight. That's going to be the move. But anyway, is gray a color? Gray is an intermediate color between black and white. It's neutral or achromatic color meaning literally that is a color without color. That makes no sense. I just read what Google said. All right. So that's gonna, <laughs> that's going to wrap it up today. Be sure to follow us on Spotify. Be sure to rate us. Be sure to rate us five stars. Now I got to do the whole outro myself because uh, I'm the only one here. So I promise you we will have a full we will have a full staff this week. This was fun. Let me know if you let us know if you want to have uh 
solo episodes like this. And uh, we will catch you on Tuesday. Peace out. <laughs>